Hi, come on in. And join in. It's the very merry life. Hi, I'm Mary Hendricks, and you might know me as that relatable AF mama over on Instagram who hopefully feels like an old friend at this point. And if not, it won't be long till it feels that way as we get raw, unfiltered, and very unapologetic in all things motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. From moments worth savoring to moments worth surviving, get ready to leave feeling seen and supported. You have a friend here now. So hey, take a seat. What's going on? Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so before we kick off, if you saw the title of the name, we have Katie's Corner. And this is an idea of mine with uh, our friend Katie Costa here, who has been on multiple episodes at this point. Um, and I think we're going to make this a monthly thing right now to start off just because we vibe. We vibe. We and you guys... And you guys love her and I listen to that and we're going to have Katie come on and we're going to just chat because her and I get yeah. along well and it's we going to be a good time. We are like-minded in the fact that we're dirty as fuck and funny as fuck. So I know. I know. It works. I know. I really do feel like when I talk and chat with you that we've known each other forever. Like I really feel that way. It's kind of crazy. Isn't so. that weird? Social media is, but social media is fun that way that like I enjoy it because I get to actually show myself exactly as I am yeah, and meet like-minded people. It's kind of like dating a little bit. It's kind of like a dating it app. Like it's like a so. modern day pen pal, you know? Yeah. It's Not everyone's going to be my type of like- No, I tried in uh, like with my cousin. <laughs> I remember with my cousin, we tried getting a pen pal and we would like send letters back and forth. And I told Cassidy that she should do that with her cousin, my brother's daughter, but they're too little. So one day. I know. Like they really don't like I said, I'd even tell my, you know, babysitters and they're like pen pal, like, like actual letters. Like, yeah. When we used to fucking write letters to each other, it's kind of, we are really aging ourselves right now, but you know, age is just a number. Age so, is just a number. It's we both right. have our wine. Both Mary just told wine. me she was two glasses in. I am just <laughs> rearing up baby. Okay. I'm wetting the whistle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to catch up a little bit here. I, uh, you know, I told myself I wasn't going to drink wine today. I tell myself that every night and that sounds terrible. I don't have a problem. Let's just put that out there. I just, I enjoy literally, I enjoy one or two glasses. That is my max just because I know what's coming, but we're having a snow day tomorrow, which means I got to get amped up because I have the kids. And Kev, <laughs> Kev thankfully, I think we'll be home, but. Oh my God, snow days. I kind of miss snow days. We don't get those anymore in Florida. You know, well, in Florida, I don't get them anymore because I live in Florida, but we get hurricane days, which are a little scarier, to be honest with you. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the one perk about living in New Jersey is really the only thing I have to worry about is snow. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. We don't really get a lot because your parents are in New York, but I, yeah, we don't get a lot. We don't have like earthquakes yeah. or any of like the... Yeah, tornadoes. I know there's tornadoes in New Jersey, but they've never done like damage like how it is in like Oklahoma or anything like that. But oh, thank God. All right. Um, okay, so <laughs> here's a, something that we can kick off with. So yesterday you'd enjoy this. I woke up because the baby woke me up super duper early, and the first thought, and you have to tell me if you've ever thought this way. I the first thought in my head was, wouldn't it be nice if I fell down the stairs and broke my femur so I could buy myself a few days in the hospital, Mary, <laughs> by myself. Yes. Like I've literally wanted to, like I had strep throat like two months ago, which by the way, guys, if you've ever had adult strep throat, just 
like put me out of my misery next time. I like, remember that. I remember that. I'm sure. And you have like a really high fever and stuff. It was like 104 fever. Oh my, my God. Bird, Keith, if you follow me, you call him bird. He took overtime that day. Cause he's a firefighter. And he was like, I'm not coming home. Like take some Tylenol. And <laughs> you know, it would have been the perfect excuse, right. To lay in bed. But he, I had to like deal with three children and I was sick as shit, but I really dream about like, you know, like when you want to call out of work sick, like, you know, as a mother, like we should be able to have like personal days like, that. <laughs> you know, like, Hey, um, I'm going to tap out. I'm tapping you in for the day. I'm done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. No kidding. Like, like well, it's, like a little, I want I want to take a person. <laughs> yeah. I want to take like a, I want to take like a day where I can just like catch up on sleep. But you know what the fucked up part is, is that if I took that, I still would be thinking about the kids and I probably would not be relaxed at all. No, because our brains don't shut off. I just did stories about this the other day. Like my brain doesn't know how to stop thinking, right? No. Like I feel like the only time I'm probably restfully like peace at peace is like when I'm in REM for like 15 minutes during the night, because my brain, like I have major anxiety, like all the time, but my brain, our brains never stop. Our yeah. brains never stop. So like, I just, they're like, I was just talking about this. Like, I don't have a lot of help down here. I have my in-laws and they're great, but they're not like, you know, it's not like my parents, you know, and I'm raising three children essentially alone in some ways, um, because I'm not going to, you know, bark up my mother-in-law's tree and be like, Hey, can you watch the kids every weekend? Or can, but she would. And that's another thing. Like, do you have a hard time asking for help? Because I do like, I, yeah. my mother-in-law's like, why didn't you ask me like to come like that day when I had strep throat, she's like, why wouldn't you call me? And I'm like, well, I don't, I, I didn't want to bother you or get you sick. She's like, I don't care. You know, it's, it's yeah. hard to ask for help because there sometimes, you know, I feel like I, why bother anyone else? With my well, that's how I, so I'm that way. Well, one, I wouldn't ask my mother-in-law. I wouldn't ask her. Um, <laughs> one day. We're uh, we'll have to unpack that one day with therapy. We'll have to unpack that. We'll have to unpack that one day when I know there's a way that she wouldn't listen. Love Yo. you. If you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But, um, I, uh, I wouldn't ask her. Cause she is older. She's it. The kids just, it, it just wouldn't work. My mom is probably the closest help that I have. Yeah. I struggle asking her. She would come over in a heartbeat depending on what it is. I struggle asking my mom because I've been this way since forever. I'm I've always been this way with my parents. For some reason, I really want to do it on my own. I've always wanted to do it on my own. And for some reason I have this like thing that I want to prove to my parents and I know that like I was immediately the first kid like once when we started like you know going off and flying the coop and stuff like that um I was like the first kid to get off their cell phone bill and like things like that like I just immediately wanted to not cut ties in like a nasty way like I wanted to do it so I can be like hey I'm doing it myself and that, that's probably shit I can unpack with my therapist at one point but it's like I just I, I just where are you in your lot? You're the oldest. You no, I'm, I'm middle. Okay. Middle. So Mary, hello. Former, I mean, former, I'm also a middle child. Yeah. And it's something about us middle children. It's like, we got this. Yeah. Like, we got this. 
I was the first one to move away. Like I left my small town, which is not so far from New York city, but like I moved into Manhattan. Uh, I was like the first, I was kind of like, you know, like spearheaded a lot of things, like a little bit of a rebel, um, got my tattoos. None of my other siblings have tattoos. Wait, where do you, where do you have a tattoo? Oh, I have them all over. You just can't really see them. Where are they? Because I had to hide them from my fucking parents. (laughs) Do they, do they know about them now? Oh yes. Uh, my dad is, you know, he has his, uh, his opinions about it. He's like, the only people that have should, should have tattoos are pirates and motorcyclists. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dad, like, okay. relax. And he's like, oh, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you're getting, yeah. I'm like, all right, relax. It's, it's fucking ink in the, in the skin, you know, and they're very yeah. tasteful tattoos. Like, uh, you know, like I have this here. There, there's so many, but you know, um, none of my other siblings did that because like, I'm just like kind of, I've always beaten by my own drum always. And I don't know if that is a middle child trait, Yeah, but um, I do believe that, you know, birth order has a lot to do with it. And I've always, and I, I don't have like really bad middle child syndrome to the point where like my parents didn't love me or pay attention to me. I just, they, my older brother was like the only boy. And yeah. he's the boy. And then I had a younger sister who was batshit crazy and like fun <laughs> as hell, but like spicy, right? Like yeah. really like gave my mother and father a run for their money. Still does. Like she's 37, she's, you know, still, still pulling her antics. Trish, if you're yeah. watching, I love you. But like, I've always been like scooted by and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to give any more trouble. Like I'm good. I that always- was me. Yeah, that was me. I literally flew under the radar. I got yeah. away with so much shit. Same. Because no one was paying attention because they were paying attention to my brother, who was, yep. again, the only boy. Yeah. And then you had my younger sister. Oh, so you literally have the same dynamic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was like my brother really could do no wrong. Also, he got away with murder because, one, he was the oldest. And, two, he was a male, which is, we'll do another podcast about that, you know, yeah. gender gender uh, stuff with that. But, yeah, like, I always... I always kind of just was kind of like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. Moved to New York city, moved in with a boyfriend Yeah. Um, before any, you know, anyone was living with their like significant others. Like that was like a big no, no in my family. Like, Oh my God, sex before marriage, huh? yeah. you know, like g- give me yeah. a break. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm, you know, really doing it on my own. And there are days I'll be honest. Like I, I if you, if anyone's listening, if you don't follow me, you can follow me at mommy needs more wine. You need to follow her because yeah. she cracks my shit up. Your stories are the best thing ever. I look forward to, there aren't many people I look forward to watching on Instagram. Yeah. You're one of them because you do very well. I, this is totally a sidetrack conversation, but you do is, very yes. well Thank you. on Instagram. She really does. And I, I, I envy that because you're not posting reels all the time. No. You post them here and there. Yeah. But stories is where it's fucking at. Well, you were the one that was like, you know, your stories are your meat and potatoes, right? Yeah. Yep. And the reels are just like, that's what grabs people and brings them to your page. I've always wanted to be a comedian. You know, that, that was like a dream of mine. And I, uh, you know, obviously here I am. I am a comedian. You know what? I'm going to own that shit. Yeah. I'm Fuck yeah. It. Well, who's who's to say what exactly what a comedian is? It's just whatever it is, whatever we want it to be. Exactly. I don't even know where we where. How do we get? What were we talking about before that? I don't know. Help asking for help, and then we've gotten to <laughs> these. The followers would be like, "What? What? What's going on here?" Listen. No. You know what? This is what the conversations are going to be like. 
wine and just yeah, a like, bunch of shenanigans. Just <laughs> pull, up, pull up a seat, ladies or gentlemen, whoever's listening. And, you know, just know that Mary and I are like, we're, I think, do you answer all your followers? I answer everyone that messages me almost pretty much. Oh God. I wish, I wish well, you're, I you're, used you're to. At 100. Yeah. You're at a hundred thousand. 110. So fuck. Yeah. That. Um, I can't, I can't anymore. I actually feel really bad about it. Cause I used to be really good yeah. about following, uh, answering followers as much as I could. Like I, I used to sit down at night and fu- and respond to every single person. And I would like the job to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. Cause I was really, I, I never want anyone to message me and then think that I am like, I've heard People say this before in my message saying like, thank you so much for responding. It's good. Nice to see that you're not like another influencer who just like doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And because of that, I think I, I feel really bad because there are people that I cannot even, I have like, I have like 30, 30 message requests that are unread. Yes. That's on top of the message requests that I haven't even gotten to yet. Yes. And I know that they are probably in the thousands at this point. Um, and that sounds like, but I just, I, I literally can't get to all of them. I try my best. I don't have anyone managing my Instagram. Maybe yes. that would be different, Yeah, but I don't want anyone ma- managing it. It's for sure a full-time job to message people back. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's usually, it's usually like the first, like, it's all about timing for me because I try to not be on my phone. Yep. All the time in front of the kids. So it's like within like the first 10 messages that I will see at whatever time I'm getting to and I'll get through those and then I'll go a little bit into my, my inbox request or the message request and then I'll cover that and then I'll get out because do what I can. That's all. It's still, I mean, listen, 110 follow 110,000 followers, Mary, like that's wild. I'm almost, I'm I'm getting closer to 30,000, which Mm. is crazy. Um, but how wonderful that we are able to have these platforms to really help women not feel so alone in many things, not just motherhood, but, you know, marriage, children. There's so many things. Like I was talking to a follower the other day. She sent me this amazing message. It actually made me tear up. And she was like, I wish there was something like this when I was raising my children. Yeah. Because she's like, I resonate, resonate with everything you're saying, but my children now are adults. And she's like, you are doing such good work. You are helping so many women. You're so relatable. Everything you're doing and saying is, is real raw motherhood. And I know that you're doing the same thing. Like it, I think, and I, you know, I'm sure you get these questions like where, how did you get started? How did you gain your following? I think it's authenticity. You know, I'm not coming on here and saying, here's my pristine home or, and, or here's my perfect children. Like, Neither one of us are doing that. We're no. being 110% honest about our struggles in many things, uh, kids, marriage, life. You know, uh, it's almost like imposter syndrome Syndrome. some days. Like, what am I doing with these kids? Whose kids are these? Like, yeah. do you ever feel like that? Like, whose fucking kids are these? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, especially it's it's like imposter, imposter syndrome essentially is like comparison. It's all it is. It's just comparison in a different name. But yeah, because I I look at my kids and like today was a like literally right before I came downstairs. Today was a day where you look at your kids and I'm so proud of them. You have those days. Do you ever have those days where you're like, I'm sure you do. Every parent does. Where you have those days and you're like, oh my god, like I just am so proud as to what is happening here. And then there are other days where I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Like what is going on? Like oh my shit, they're gonna be fucked. <laughs> 
when they get older. What the hell? Both Bird and I like both screamed at the kids, and I was like, "We, what is wrong with us?" But then my husband was like, "What is wrong with them?" And it's true, like no one's perfect. We everyone is is flowing through life, and if you have children, you know what it's like. You will have those great days. Like I want more of those great days. Yeah, and. I feel like if I could change my mindset, I really, I really, this, this year I, I told myself, Katie, stop yelling so much. I, I, I came from a home where my mother is Italian. All she did was yell, you know, it was like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out of my face. But there was always love. It wasn't never, yeah. like, it wasn't trauma, you know, tr- like a traumatic childhood, but it was yeah. just like, yelling. And I don't, I don't, you know, now as a adult, like we laugh about it, but I'm like, am I really fucking my kids up by like screaming? No, at them? no, no. Right. No, 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 you're not. You know what? I get so tired sometimes. Cause I think social media is just playing in people's heads way too fucking much. I think we are over thinking this way too much. I think the biggest thing that we are doing different. And I think a lot of people are forgetting is that we are taking ownership. Like I, for one, I know, <laughs> this is a new one. So every time Spencer, so our bathroom door down in the kitchen yeah, or like our, what is it? A half bath down in the kitchen. Um, every time they go to the bathroom, it makes a squeaky noise. The door, make, door makes like a, uh, yep. like a whatever <laughs> when it opens. And that might be due to the fact that the other day the kids were playing with the door that is one of my biggest, big, not, I don't like to say triggers, but it's one of the things that like just sets me automatically off when they play with the door. I've always been that way, but more so it was that way because they did it six months ago and Spencer literally almost lost the tips of his fingers because oh. of how bad the door slammed on his fan- fingers. Yeah. So ever since I've just been uber sensitive to them playing with it and I walked over and they weren't stopping and I kicked the door open so they would stop. Yep. And ever since then, now the door makes a squeaky. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's been a month. I didn't break the door. I didn't put a hole in it. Nothing looks off. So I don't really know why it's squeaking like that. But it makes this noise. And every time we open it and Spencer goes in, he goes, mommy, kick the door. Mommy, angry. And I'm like, okay, I yeah. did it once. A month ago, you guys can let it go. And sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, oh God, you guys are going to remember this. But I've, I've talked to him like immediately after that happened. I was like, guys, like, I'm so sorry I did that. Like mommy gets really frustrated sometimes. Like mommy just has a lot to do. Um, and I'm trying to get this and you guys are acting psychotic. So just yeah. like chill out for chill. a second. Help, help me out. Help me out here. Cause I'm trying to do it all for you. I'm trying yeah. to literally do it all. I think. I think what you just said, you apologize to them. Did mm-hmm. your parents ever apologize to you when they yelled at you? No, no. fuck that. Neither did no. <laughs> no. Like, I'm, I'll never bash my parents. Like I had two great parents, like I very loving and doting, but they, they were hard and they were, they, they yelled a lot. Not so much my dad. My dad was a lover. Like he was like no. the, you know, the good cop, bad cop. My dad was a good cop. My mom never apologized. And in a way, like I knew that she, as when I got older, like I knew, all right, she's, she's tired. Like, you know, there's three of us. My dad was always working, but I, I will say like, I do apologize to my kids when I have outbursts because I feel like they need to know that 
it's not always them. Like I will, like, like you said, like mommy is tired or I'll say, guys, I'm just so tired. I'm so sorry. I, I, you guys know, I love you so much. Me yelling doesn't equate to me not loving you Yeah. because, or like, I'll like, sometimes I'll grab like, and not like hard, but I'll grab them and be like, stop. And today, like I, I, I kind of did a small pinch on the back of my oldest arm. He's almost nine. And He's a little bit of a pain in the ass. Like he's a rowdy boy and yeah. he doesn't listen. So I had to like, obviously I'm trying very hard to be a gentle parent, you know, which yeah. is much harder than it seems. Yeah. And uh, I said like five times, like get your shoes on. Finally, I took him by the back of his arm and I was like, get your fucking shoes on. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then, you know, like it was just like in my head, I'm like, I have reason to do this because you're literally like, how many times do I, please put your shoes on. Like, I mean, I at what point, like I'm all for gentle parenting. I'm literally all for gentle parenting because I am a gentle parent. I, and again, I think per gentle parenting, we all think of permissive parenting. Exactly. And it's not that I am a gentle person. I am a gentle parent. I, I have a lot of patience for my kids. Like I have more patience for my kids that I sometimes expect like that, that I think I expected for myself. Yeah. Um, it all depends on the day. And yeah. it all depends on what's going on with me. And a lot of times like like that, like a lot of it boils down to me, but I try to show that to my kids because I, I'm i working through shit as much as I can. And on days where it's a little bit harder for me to work through my shit, yeah. I want them to see that because at some point they're going to have to work through their shit. And whatever shit that might be is not my, it's not my pro, it's not me. <laughs> it's I, we're going to get blamed for everything. Let's just be honest. Of course. I mean, we're, we're fucking moms. We're, we, we give all the love. Let's yeah. be honest. We give all the love and we're going to be the ones yeah, I who mean, are going to get the shit at the end of the day. They're going to end up in the therapist's office and complain about us regardless of what we do. <laughs> you want just enough childhood drama to make them funny, right? Funny. It's all I say. That's all I say. I I literally just said this on a podcast episode the other day. And I said, I made a TikTok and I said, I never, I ever put it out there because I got nervous that people get all, (laughs) but I said, exactly those with trauma. I said, what trauma happened in your life? Or those with, those of you who think you're funny, what type of trauma happened in your life? Because I'm trying to gauge what needs to happen here, like in order to result in this. And I didn't, I, I think it's in my draft still. Cause I said, I I'm too afraid that people are so triggered by the word trauma right now oh. that they're going to jump on me and be like, how dare you joke about trauma? How I dare you? And honestly, well, that, I mean, you know, it's so yeah, exactly to, like, listen to me and be this authoritarian type of figure, but they're children. Like, and the only way they're going to learn is through us, which is also gives me anxiety because I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I a good mom? Or do they know how loved they are? Am I trying, am I making good humans? Are they going to be good people? Are they, am I raising assholes? Like these, that type of thought process happens to me every day, every single day. I'm like, am I raising good humans? And honestly, at the end of the day, yes, I am because I'm a good human and I just want them to know one, they are loved. And that's really the most important thing. The only thing that we really should be concerned about is giving our children as much love as possible because it all stems from there. And if they know they're loved and then of course we go with, okay, you know, do the right thing, obviously, but there's a lot of kids and I know friends that like, they tell me like, yeah, I, my parents really never loved me. And I'm like, wait, what? Because 
that doesn't resonate with me because my parents, I always knew they loved me, even though they were hard on me. And sometimes, or they yelled, I knew I was loved. And honestly, like you like seeing Cassidy like that, like those are the moments you're doing the right thing. Like these kids are just kids and you know, we're the parents obviously, right. That we have to mold and teach them, but it's a learning curve always. I mean, I always ask, I always think that like too. And I think that sometimes when, especially like I get in my head on stuff, I was like, what is the end goal? Yeah. What's yeah. What's the end goal? Like, are you trying to raise lawyers? Are you trying to raise? Right. Like there's a standard that people have, you know, okay, we have, Oh, I want them to do something. Well, you know, I even said the other day, like, um, if my child, if my children go to college and someone's like, what do you mean? If I'm like, college isn't for everyone, you know, like, I don't know their path. What if they want to be an artist? Mm-hmm. You know, what if they uh, want to do a trade? My husband and I both are, do trades, right? I'm a ultrasound yeah. technologist. He's a, he's a firefighter. You know, I, the expectation, like let's lower these expectations for our children in a way, n- not in a, a crass way where like, let them, you know, be, you know, crazy. No, but let's just meet our children where they're at and try to understand them more. And, and, and as life goes on, you know, continue that type of thought process where, you know, let's just be more mindful of their feelings. I don't know. I feel like my parents, it was more like, this is, I'm the parent, you know, do what I say. And I don't disagree with that, but like maybe a little bit of like a bend, you know, bend a little bit, not too much because then those kids are assholes. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's a, just a mutual respect. It's to respect your kids for who they are as kids. Doesn't mean that they're getting away with shit. You just respect that they're kids and that they're going to act like kids. And you're going to kind of understand and be like, Hey, I understand you're acting within your age range, but we're going to have to lock this shit down. (laughs) Like this isn't the time or place to be doing that. So I think that's like where the respect thing comes in and it's just kind of teaching them how to act we're shaping them. We're getting primed. I I don't, again, we're building that up. I think that's the biggest thing is you're building up how to treat others. That's the biggest lesson that you're trying to teach them. And it, it stems from if you love yourself and you are confident with yourself, it is innate. You will treat others as you would want to be treated. Yeah. The, the, the children that are bullies, there's something empty in them. And that will play out in adulthood. Because yeah. there's plenty of a, adult. You know what it is? It's missing. I just listened to a podcast and I thought what she, this woman said, and I forget her name, but she was so what in a very short few seconds, she said this, she tries to teach people confidence and joy in yeah. sex, but it, like, and she talked about sex and went on about that. But what she was teaching and someone was saying like, what do you mean confidence and joy? And she said, confidence is knowing your truth, whatever that truth might be today. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're happy with it. Joy. So confidence and joy means that you know your truth and you're going to celebrate it regardless Mm -hmm. of what it is and what, regardless of what you wish it would be. Wow. And I was like, I love that because confidence is one thing Yeah, to know, to know exactly who you are with what you got is one thing to have joy in what you have in what you've got at the moment you're presented it, regardless of what you think of it is a huge other factor. And I was like, I was like, I'm going with that. Like, that's great. My, my, my real concern, cause I have two boys and a girl, right. And I was a boy mom for 
years until yeah. my little friend came along. And I just, I never want to raise angry men. Cause yeah. I think as females, we all have ha- had throws with an angry male, mm-hmm. whether it be a relationship, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, just coworker, whatever we've all encountered them. And I always psychoanalyze them and I'm like, where did, did you not feel loved enough? So I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, you are so loved and you can cry as much as you want, you know, like yeah. just one of those, like, but it's interesting. Yeah. No angry. Well, that's how I am with Spencer because I'm like little fancy boy he's so freaking cute he's so cute and well it's breaking my heart the dentist we went to the dentist last week and the pediatric dentist told us that he, we have to start stopping him from sucking his thumb and he still sucks mm-hmm. his thumb it was the cutest thing ever She's so cute um my and, and i like kevin kevin's been working on it like a lot where like i <laughs> this past week i came upstairs i was recording like a podcast and i came upstairs and i could smell vinegar and he was like i dipped his thumb in vinegar and i was like kev he was like, what? He won't make him suck his thumb. I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, oh. And Spencer came over and I like held him and like was rocking him back and forth. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I'm not ready for this because I'm trying to wean Haley from breastfeeding. It's a lot. This is a lot for you, Mary. So I'm like, dude, I was like, Kev, can we like chill out? Because I was like, now we're going to stop Spencer from sucking his thumb. And now what I was like, mm. <laughs> that's a lot, man. I can't handle it. But like with Spencer and general, like talking about angry men stuff, like I just get, I, I want him to be a sweet, he's a sweet little boy, yeah. but I also don't want it to be the flip side because I think that's the alternative is we get so uh, from what I've been finding is men. I think we've been worrying about men so much that we've been doting on them yeah. so much. Yeah. I, I don't, I want like, I don't want to worry about him becoming this angry man that I don't, that I do everything for him and then turn out to create, a monster for my future daughter-in-law or son-in-law, yeah. whatever. I like to keep exactly. that. I like to keep that open. <laughs> Even you saying that statement is very broad and open of you. Like, yeah. I will say, uh, my mother, like, my husband's really great with a lot of things, and my mother-in-law is like, he had to do everything. The second he could reach something, he was doing yeah. it. Meaning, the second he could reach the laundry uh, button to do the laundry, he was doing it. He he told me like when we first started dating, he's like, I've been doing my laundry since I'm nine, ten years old, which is great because fuck these, you know, uh, gender roles. Like I could give a shit if you know the laundry is piled up. Neither can my husband, but he'll do it for me. Yeah, like, oh, same. I'll do it. Like my dad never did fucking laundry ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, where's my socks? I have no clean underwear. It's like in my. I remember thinking as a child, like, why doesn't he just do his own fucking laundry? You know. Yeah. yeah. So like the boys, I really, I when I do my laundry, I'm like, <laughs> Same. Hey, yeah. When I, I know saw your story today. Same. Girl. It's, it's still sitting there. It's still sitting there. I haven't touched it. It's going to sit there probably until Wednesday. Uh, what day? Wednesday, sure. Thursday. <laughs> It always gets done. I, you know, I like a little challenge. Like, you know what? Hey. 20, lo- 20 loads of laundry in a day. Fuck it. I could do that. Fine. Dude, listen to a podcast. That's what I do. Just listen to a podcast and fold. It's great. Yeah. Hopefully someone's listening to this podcast right now, folding their laundry. Yeah. Well, or, drinking, or, or drinking or drinking wine. Cheers. Baby. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, we, we all, I think, I think what, what's so great about being in this generation is that we are open-minded mothers and yeah. we are pulling information and, and knowledge from other people. And honestly, I think that's so great because I don't feel like my mom had this army of women that was like really supporting her. 
Yes, she yeah. had my grandmother. Yes, she had her sisters. But like, I'm talking, you know, sometimes getting like reaching beyond your family members is a good thing. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom sometimes is a little bit like, oh, you're, 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 you know, suck it up or whatever. But like, if I talk to you or if I talk to other, like, my followers, it's nice to know that I'm not alone in a lot of the the things I'm going through. Well, and I think for like your mom too, like from her age, like, especially because I think like it, I get said- this with my mom. Yeah. So like my mom's in her sixties, your mom's in seventies, but I think they forgot. I yes, think a lot. Right? I think they forget. And I think I, and I hope to God we fucking forget too. Like I kind of hoping, I think that's like a, a gift from God that we forget the hard shit. I don't, I don't really know how that works, but we've got to, because how do you forget? Like, do you remember, I mean, think about, I know you've had C-sections, but like for me, I know when I had, um, Cassidy, I had vaginal delivery with her, but with that, I forgot all about that shit afterwards. Like I remember it kind of, but not really, but even the C-sections, I, I remember it. My nine-year-old, I'm like, but I don't really remember it being that bad. Yeah. Like, a, I, I, it's, it's blurry. I guess you're right. Like, you know, my mom will be, will say things like, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I yelled a lot or yeah. I'm sorry. I was so hard on you. And I mean, I look at my mom and I revere her. I idolize her. That woman could do no wrong. So I'm like, mom, don't ever apologize. Like you raised me. My dad did too, but my mom raised a bad ass bitch. Yeah. And she, she really was so hard on herself. Um, she did the best she could. And honestly, I think we just all have to do the best we can. And on, you know, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. And honestly, like I, as long as my kids go to sleep, knowing that I love them, that's all that matters. I think what's making it hard is that we're starting. It's we're going to have good days, bad days. All of them are human days, human days, right? They're like, all here. We're having human days. And I don't, I think in the past we haven't had that. I think, I think that's, what's making it so hard at this point. It's like that, that gap is being bridged at this point where we've had, you know, parents, our parents, uh, you're, they're born in the fifties. So sixties, like that, they came from a generation that was wildly different. Like if you think about so different, like it, it really is pretty phenomenal how different it is if you've ever have you ever watched the show called the midwife oh obsessed with that show obsessed if you anyone here is listening that has netflix like watch it first of all i love i love any british like same television like i'm just like all british television but that is a great great series yeah and it was just you know sometimes I'm like, are we, are we too sexualized as a society? Are we, is it too progressive? Like, where is the line? Is the line? But I'm glad we are living in this day and age where I can be very open, honest with my children. And as a mother, I could be, I could give myself the grace because I feel like my grandmother's generation, your grandmother's and my own mother's generation there was a lot of shame behind so many things. Oh, complete. Well, so like, for example, so my, if I think about both my grandparents, both my grandparents were in their forties when they had my mom and my dad. So wow. my, yeah. Old. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Yeah. My, my grandma, my mom's mom, she, my mom was the last of seven. So it was, right. yeah, she got, she got busy. My grandma got busy, right. but, um, but apparently, yeah. And she, uh, yeah, probably. But she said that, uh, I think she would get upset because some people, my aunt was 16 years older than my mom. So when they'd be out and about, some people thought, and she heard a rumor that someone had thought that it was my aunt's daughter. Oh, that and that, mom. yeah. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't obviously, yeah. but it was just like things like that where all that, and then my dad's mom was a cougar for one. She was 10, 11 years older than my grandpa. Sure. And oh. oh yeah. Yeah. She was great. Well, and then. Are they still living? No, of course not. No, my grandma, my dad's mom, she was born in 19, 1918, 1917. Damn. Yeah. So she was like, she, when I think of grandparents, like sometimes when I, like when people say like, I'm with my grandparents and then I see like these younger grandparents, I'm like, that was not the case for me. My grandma was, my grandma was old. Like, I don't mean to say old in a bad way. Like she was an old grandma. Like I always saw her sitting down. She only wore skirts. She never wore pants. She didn't drive. Both of my grandmothers did not have licenses. They did not drive. Like it, they were old school. Like my, my grandma was born the year after the Titanic sank. Like, like if you think about that, I'm like, what the fuck? But with my dad's mom, the one that was born in 1918, she, before my dad was born, I think a year or two before my dad was born, she had a stillborn. Wow. And you know, there was uh, that back then. Oh, a lot of it. But if a lot of it in terms of what made me like, I think being a proud C-section mom and especially because I, I, I think I look a lot like my grandma and stuff like that. Like we've just always kind of like our energies have been the same from what I remember of her and just from tales and stuff. Um, but she was in labor with this baby Again, she was older, so she was probably in her early 40s, like probably 40 yeah. when she had this first baby. They let her go two and a half weeks past due. Yes. And then they let her labor for three days. No. Yeah. Wow. How, you know, I mean, being medical, you know me, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a doctor, but I'm an ultrasound tech. But like, there is a reason why 40 weeks is 40 weeks, right? Like, Some people can go past, but like, yeah, that... There's a lot of babies that died and mothers that died because yeah. th- there was a lot of lacks with that. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I'm a proud C-section mom too because if I didn't have a C-section, Mary, my oldest son Luke would have died. Yeah, yeah. It was a life-saving procedure for both him and I. Mm-hmm. And you know, I look back and I'm like, my my grandmother too. Like my grandmother had five kids and had miscarriages in between you know, that generation. And then it was like, just no, don't talk about the miscarriage. Like my, you think my grandmother was like telling friends and family member, Oh, I had a miscarriage. No, that was you kept quiet. Just like periods. Like, you know, my mom was born in 1952. She was the oldest of five children in an Irish Italian family. Right. And she got her period. She didn't know what the fuck her period was. She thought she was dying. Yeah. Her mother never had the, you're going to get a period and this is what it is. And she went to Catholic school her whole life. So like she went to my grandmother and my grandmother's like, oh, here's these pads, which by the way, back in the day had these pads had belts on them. Oh yeah. She didn't know how to use anything. Like you couldn't talk about periods. 
honestly, even when my grandmother was living, I couldn't even tell her that I was pregnant. I had to say expecting like they were, so, <laughs> right? I couldn't say what you couldn't say what my I, oh, I couldn't God. pregnant. Like I was granny. I got my, here I am. my see my dad, my grandpa. So this is my dad's dad. The one that was married to the, the cougar. Oh, he, yeah. he died two weeks after I announced that I was pregnant and I, I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I called him and yeah. let him know and whatever, but the, <laughs> the entire for one. Okay. So we went to his services. So he had a wake and he had a funeral and we went to the wake and my sister was so distraught at this. And obviously I was upset, but I surprisingly was not that upset because my grandpa, he, his goal, and he had said it the entire time was I want to live till 90. And he okay. did exactly that. And then he died and he was so happy about it. Amazing. And yeah. So whatever. I, and I think being pregnant too, there was like a circle of life type of thing happening in there. So I wasn't like as upset about it because I was like, okay, well he died. Someone's going to get born is what it is. Um, but we're at this way and my husband wasn't there yet. Kevin wasn't there yet. I think we came separately or something. And my dad came and our like, I don't like to say family priest as in like, that's ours, but it was the priest that like helped my parents through the passing of my sister and like. Help. He was just like the whatever he he knew us so much. Yeah, that no. Yeah, so my parents reached out to him to do the services for my grandpa, considering that everyone that my grandpa knows is dead. Like they just kind of reached out to our people. So my parents reached out to him, and he came, and he hasn't seen me since I was five. Like he hasn't seen me in a very long time. And my dad came up to the priest and says, "This is you remember my daughter Mary? She's with child." Yeah. With child. and I was only six weeks pregnant. Oh. Yeah, you and have- my and Kevin wasn't with me, so I'm like looking around. And I'm like, and my husband's coming soon. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, no. oh my god, right? I mean, it's like, it's geez, so ridiculous. Like, so I had a grandmother that, or a great grandmother. This is my on my dad's side, Irish, right? Super Irish. Lived in Ireland. Had a child out of wedlock in oh, Ireland. No. Yeah. They fucking banished her from the town in Ireland, sent her to New York City to live with her brother yep. because she had a child. And guess who raised the child? The grandmother, right? Her mom. Yep. It's like, could you fucking imagine that? Being no. like shunned from your town because you had a lustful moment and or probably lo- she probably loved the guy. Yeah. And, like, there's so many, like, it's so silly. Like, and that's why, like, you know, talking about sex, like, even the last episode we did, like, sex after kids, like, you know, my mom's like, oh, that, you know, that episode, she didn't listen. But I'm like, you know, because <laughs> like, I was like, don't you fucking listen. Don't you dare. Yeah, don't listen. <laughs> listening to this shit. But it's just part of me is like, I don't, I want my children to know that being, a human being human is okay. Right. And, and yeah. a human being is sex and there's nothing wrong with that. And as long as you're being safe and you're it's consensual, let's one, I mean, it's just, I feel bad for like my grandmother's generation because there was a lot of women that stuck hangers in their fucking vaginas. Cause they got pregnant out of wedlock, mm-hmm. you know? There was all this shame and, you know, there's, it's just so insane to me because thank God we live in the day and age. We're like, honestly, well, they weren't even allowed to like get on birth control. Like it wasn't no. just, it wasn't, you just kept having kids. 
And I can't even imagine. And I always tell people that now, now in the day and age of having little kids, like if you are listening right now, and this is my biggest piece of, and I don't mean this in like a negative way. I say this from a very realistic way. If you are planning on having more than one child close in age, make sure your support system's there because if not, do not, do not do it. Yep. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now. It's, it's hard. It's hard enough. And I have support, but I don't have that much support. And I think that's what makes it a little bit harder. But I think, you know, but you know, I think uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. That that could be a different episode of having kids close in age because that's just. Mine are pretty spread out, but I, I have my sister who is 16 months younger than me. She had three within uh, three and a half years. And uh, my mom is her go-to. Like my mom and dad. Well, see, then then that might work. That might work. Again, if you have a support system, then. Yeah, but I don't have fun. that support system. No, I yeah. don't. So I, I I really, truly envy the, the women and the families that do have the village, the so to speak, quote unquote village, right? It takes the village. Well, where's, where the fuck is the village? No. Because is it is it something that we have to like, you know, do smoke signals out of our fucking house? Because I need the village. And you know who my village really is? It's people like you. Yeah. Uh, my neighbors. I really do have a couple neighbors that are truly like my godsend that are like, hey, bring me the boy. When Especially when Bryn, my my youngest, I just had my third baby almost a year ago. Um, they I had neighbors say, hey, bring me the boys. In two, in two days, I'm going to work an event with a friend. And, um, it's, it's hard work. I'm, she's an executive producer. She needs help with a, uh, uh like a physical event and yeah. she was like, you want to help me? And I was like, she's like, you'll, you'll get a, a hotel room, uh, paid for and all the food, every, all your expenses are paid for. And I was like, yes, she goes, it's, I'm yes. letting you know it's 12 hour days. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Fuck that. Yeah. Get out of here. What is it? What is it? Um, I'm working this Bitcoin event. Uh, shout out to quantum Miami. It's, I don't know much about Bitcoin. Actually, I know nothing about it, right? It's like yeah. monopoly money to me. But uh, it's literally the, you know, when I talk about the village, this this girl, yeah. this woman is my village. And uh, she just was like, you know what? Let's hang out. Like, I love you. But to, to the thought of me being in a hotel room alone. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited. I'm je- fucking jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I need to, I I need to do that. And I'm going to miss my husband. So. Yeah. I mean, I, we've been, you know, I, I've been fucking him on the regular in, 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 you know, in for this event. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be gone and I need you to take care of kids. So let me just blow you. Let me just blow. Oh God. Oh God. He went that far. No, not, not full blown blowy. Oh you know? shit. Okay. Well, we did have sex in my closet the other day. Again? Yes. Well, we okay. have to, because there's always a child in my bed. Wait, but where are you going? Are you laying down? Oh, Mary. Are you standing yeah. up? Um, you know, I'm not going to. What was the status of your, it. what was the, what was the status of your closet? Cause I know I've seen your stories. <laughs> if you are listening and follow me, you know that I'm a hot fucking mess. My house <laughs> looks pristine, but my closet is last on the list, bitch. So yes, um, actually I, I, there was a child in our bed, Declan, our middle child was in the bed. And actually my sister, sorry, Trish, if you're listening to this, she was in the other, she was in the house 
And I, I, we hadn't had sex. I had my period, right? My period ended. We hadn't had sex for like a week or two. Yeah. yeah, we can have, I was horned up. I was like, I, I, I need something. I need to be touched and loved. And so I, he came out of the shower and I was like, come snuggle me. Even though our child was in the bed, right? Yeah. Sleeping, sleeping. He was sleeping. And I was, and so I really just, I'm a physical touch person. I just need to be hugged sometimes. Yeah. And, um, he went, he took it, you know, as men do to the uh, next level and like pretty much just grabbed my boobs. And I was like, what are you doing? It's like, you want me to like snuggle you? And I'm like, oh my God. So, um, you know, he, we're kind of like making out next to our kid. And I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, I can't even go into another bedroom or where my sister's in the, in the house. We have another cot child sleeping, the baby's sleeping. In, where are we going to go? Yeah. So luckily I do have a walk-in closet. And, um, I said, meet me in the closet, you know, and he's like, okay. So I like, you know, stripped down quick and he lays down on the pile of laundry. That is, I don't know if it's dirty, I don't fucking know, because like I said, my goddamn laundry is everywhere. I have piles everywhere. And I'm like, well, let me get on top. Right. So yeah. like the lights are like half on half off. There's like a little <laughs> silhouette in my closet. There was a mirror. So like I could see myself, I'm on top and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, okay, we're not going to look at myself. No, we're not going to look. <laughs> and then like, I'm trying to like get into the groove and, but there's laundry. All I'm looking at is like my fucking jeans that I, you know, or need to be clean, my scrubs. And so I just couldn't like relax until like we move the pile of laundry out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, this is, here's, and I'm going to segue into this. If you want to be fucked, get fucked. Yeah, I know. I haven't been wanting that lately. So I haven't been because I've just like. You've got a lot fucking, going on, Mary. I have you a lot going on. I'm a, and you have Spencer who's becoming a little boy. Yeah, I, I'm like an emotional, not in the right headspace for that shit right now. Uh-uh. That and I just came off my period, which did not help any of those situations because I was become it, an was absolute. Like second period after having Haley? No, third Okay. But it's still just like it kills right. me. Postpartum periods are a bitch, man. They're awful. Like oh, God. awful. They're awful. But I like I'm surprised I still stand afterwards. It's it's really I I had my tubes tied, so I don't know if anyone's listening, but and maybe they can chime in to you or me, but my periods have been god awful. And I don't Someone know Someone said after their tubes got tied that it got worse. It like it's I I can't leave well, the house. What does that mean when your tubes are tied? What do they do? So basically, you know, I had a C section, so I was like, all right, fine. Um, basically, they they do they they tie they don't tie them. They really just singe off the tube. They 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 basically you know just cut it and quarterize it, and there you are. So uh, if you what know, is it just like loosely floating in your body. Yeah. So like you're. Your ovaries are a floating organ and they can kind of wane and wax with peristalsis, which is here we are going. Do you want, if anyone wants a medical lesson, but yes, they, they basically, um, your ovaries are suspended by your fallopian tubes and the fallopian tubes are the way that the sperm gets to the egg. Yeah. So when they basically sever that the sperm goes nowhere and mm -hmm. it just kind of goes into your peritoneal body. space or, you know, your, your pelvic space and uh, you know, dies off, but um, your body reabsorbs it. So 
I don't know what happens, but like my hormones have taken a huge shift uh, drastically. And my periods are the heaviest they've ever been. Yeah. It's really weird. Really weird. That's my life. But I haven't got my tube side. Honestly, I regret it. I'm not lying. I, 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 you know, I had an abnormal pregnancy between Declan and Bryn, which, you know, made me feel like, okay, let me tie my tubes because I don't want to go through that again. But I really regret tying my tubes because in my, in my heart, I could have had another child. I really feel like. I remember you said that the last time. Yeah. I really just don't feel like I'm done. I really don't. I, I'm, I'm having a very hard time. You know, our baby girls are going to be one years old, Mary. I know. Maybe that's why. Cause I literally have been thinking about that a lot, especially cause of breastfeeding someone doing it. And Kevin's like, well, maybe, maybe you're starting to like, it sucks because it might be our last baby. I was like, it might be. And I've like, I know the last time we talked, I was like, I don't know if it is. I literally keep waking up and I'm like, I cannot picture getting pregnant again. Cause I cannot, like, I just want to stop being this tired. <laughs> It's, I'm like, I just, I'm so ready to not be tired. If I could blink and just have a baby, hell yeah. Yeah. If I could go through all of that and like go through whatever and like get to this stage and not have to go through the pregnancy and the postpartum, like the fresh postpartum, oh I'd God. be down. Let's, let's actually dive into that because I don't think, I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's, you'll be tired, but you'll be so in love and. But that is the roughest fucking state I've, and I've done it three times. Like mm-hmm. it is exhausting. And I, it's just, it's like, it's a, it literally is a blur. Like you don't even remember it until you're out of it. And that's, it's, that's how I was thinking of it today. I was like, how the fuck did we get here? When I put Haley to bed tonight, I was looking at her cause she doesn't go to bed like yeah. easy anymore, but I was looking at her. She's sitting in my lap. And I'm like, how the fuck did we get yeah. Here, I'm so glad, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was just nursing her at six weeks, trying to figure out this whole breastfeeding thing still again for the yeah. third time. I'm like amazed. It's the hardest phase and it's the quickest phase. Mm-hmm. When, mm-hmm. Before you know you're out of it and you're celebrating your baby's first birthday. Like, yeah. Seriously. yeah. I, I think back, I, there was a moment of postpartum with Bren and I was crying. I was literally crying from exhaustion. Yeah, because that is that type of exhaustion. You can't even try to uh, warn people about. You Mm-mm. can't explain it enough to no. the point where, like, you just can't. You have to experience it. It is the most exhausted you'll ever be. But yes, in a blissful way. But it's hard, man. It's yeah. fucking hard. Oh yeah, All of it's hard, right? All of it's hard. All of it's hard. I'm like yes. so ready for like I. That's probably one of the most intimidating things about motherhood to me is that it's going to be forever. <laughs> it's forever. Well, and then sometimes like tr- it, like it gets in my head where I'm like, there will never be a day until the day I die. Yep. And even that, that I, that Sorry. I'm not where, yeah, the day I die, I'll probably be on my deathbed being like stressed out that I'm leaving. <laughs> like, bye. I don't want to leave. Like, oh, like that literally stresses me out sometimes. Like I have, I, this is so we're getting a bigger conversation here. We're gonna have okay. to split this shit up. I'm gonna have to split this up amongst <laughs> podcast episodes. But I literally have days where I drive and I'm like, oh my god, there's gonna be a day that I die and I'm not gonna see my kids live the rest of their lives, and that breaks my heart. <laughs> and actually, Mary, same. 
it's a weird, you know, my mom, my mom would always tell me this, uh, the heart, she, she always said this to me later on life, but she still says it. She tells me the hardest part of motherhood that no one prepares me for is letting your children go. Yeah. Cause we are in the thick of it right now. Like us, right. We're in the thick of it, but eventually our children will grow up and form their own lives and their own families. And we will leave and they will have to go on. And honestly, that's a hard pill to swallow. Oh yeah. It fucking ter- it doesn't terrify me. It's it like makes me sad. Me that too. I'm like, I get to miss out on all of that. So, like on so much, right? Yeah. There's so much that I won't be able like, I won't be able to see them become grandparents. And I'm like, that's so sad to me. I'm like, that sucks a little bit unless yeah. they have babies really fucking early in life. Then yeah. But most of it's most likely probably not like there's just certain things. And Cassidy the other day sprung. Did you see my stories where she sprung oh this whole God, death? Yes. Talk about death. Yep. And she went on this whole tirade. Listen, she is going to do things with her life. I feel like she's oh. a sort of child. Yeah. She's, she's definitely going to go somewhere. I don't, I'm so curious. I cannot wait to watch and see what right? my kids do, but gonna be? she, um, yeah, well, and I can go into a different conversation, but with her, like she went into this whole tirade on like death and stuff. And she was like, I, she was like, I miss you. That'd be so sad. And like, well, we'll see each other again. I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm like, don't let's not go into this right now. I'm like, I can't even talk about this, but the side conversation I was going to say was I with Cassidy and I was talking to Kev about this. And I was like, I think the biggest thing, and I was telling Kev, I was like the biggest thing that you and I need to work on right now with all of our kids, especially your daughters is making sure that their confidence going back to confidence is yeah. there because I literally think confidence boils down to all life choices. One all million all life choices. Every every single little thing. Because if you like if I can think about certain people in our lives, aka some family members of ours who've had a rough go, like I think about their confidence. Their confidence is shit. And yeah. because of that, they've chosen bad things in order to think there's a reason why you date shitty men. It's because yeah. your confidence isn't there. There's a reason why you take drugs. It's because yeah. you're trying to numb something because your confidence isn't there. It's, it's yeah. all boils down to something. So I'm like, it's, wait, that's what we need to build up. If we're going to focus on anything, we need to build that shit up yeah. in them. I will be honest. My mother really raised two, well, three, she raised three amazing humans, but us girls, she really, uh, she didn't have the confidence, right. Yeah. As, as a child or and even as a young adolescent and even in her twenties, she raised us really confident and not cocky confident. There's a difference. Knowing your worth is something that I feel like it's a journey. It's such yeah. a journey, right? Uh, we put up with shit and I feel like with each, with each milestone of, learning and, and, and growing, you learn what you will and will not put up with, with each milestone. But she, confidence is a thing that, uh, it's acquired, but if you have the tools to give your children that confidence, do it, yeah. give them that, let them know that they are badass, that they can rule the world because I am a confident person. I've always have been, and there's always someone that wants to make me feel little. Yeah. And I'll, and, and I have to remember I am who the fuck I am. Yeah. And 
I'll never cowtail to others' opinions. I have in the past. I have in the past. Now, if someone tells me I'm a shitty mother, nope, I am not. I'm a great mom. So I'm like, oh, oh, you don't do the laundry all the time. You're a shitty wife. No, I'm not. I'm a confident person. And I really hope that my children will know that they will be confident or they can be confident with our support. Yeah. It's our support. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. It really is. Fucking looking at your hair. So Stop. I know. Look at this. I feel like. Such bullshit. You could create a wig out of that. You could create two, 10 wigs out of that shit. Come. The amount of hair I have is actually criminal. I wish I could get. But, you know, all the hair here means I have all the hair everywhere else. <laughs> so. <laughs> but I have red hair, Mary. Like yeah, I, I cur- curtain, curtain match the drapes. <laughs> it does. So I can't really get laser hair. Oh, I get that all the time. And, you know, I have two ginger babies. What so. is that? What the fuck kind of question is that? That's so messed up. Oh, I got that all the time. Like, uh, you got fire pubes. Sure. Yeah, but that only comes out of ginger, like, t- oh, that yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. All the time. I, don't know. I mean, I Bryn is a ginger and so is Luke. Wait, and- so, but you're like strawberry blonde. Are you the ginger? Are you the one bringing the ginger in? Yes, it's me. Okay. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> My, well, it, okay. So in order to get like two, like children that are redheads, you, it has to be on both sides. So okay. it has to be a recessive trait on both sides. Both sides. Yep. So my mother-in-law, she probably is a little bit of like an Auburn and Keith, my husband has two cousins that are like really, 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 um, like fire engine red. Yeah. My sister and I are both like redheads. So it has to be on both sides. Interesting. I'm actually, have you checked your Instagram? My Instagram's blowing up with, um, sex confessions. Oh, no. I know. I know. Anyone's listening. We're I don't have them on mine. I can look at my stuff, but you have to go through. Uh, go through yours, actually, because I'm curious to see what. Well, because you know, are Mary, you. Mary's the one that does this monthly. People look forward to it. Personally, I'm a fan of it. I love it. Um, I literally think it's great that you're doing this. I'm part. Oh, one person says I'm part of the Mile High Club. Oh, how? Yeah, I don't know how you achieve that, sucker. I have no desire to. Well, one, I have fears of flying on planes, so that's yeah. not fucking happening. That is like getting, getting fucked. Yeah, no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe that's what I should do, right? I mean, no, fuck that. No, I have no desire to do that. Nope. Uh, let's see. Uh, sex after forty, less insecurities and no shame in asking what I want. I fucking love that. Yes. All right. All right. Hell yes. Another one. Let's see. Um, ooh, ooh, very, ooh, spicy. And we've talked about this in our last, our last podcast. My husband and I had a threesome with my best friend and she told everyone. Why? Ooh. Why would she do that? So much. Yeah. No, like you gotta, like, that's lip. what you got a tight lip there. Everyone. You, you've got to, right? I mean, you know how I feel about threesomes if you're in a Yeah, marriage. no. I don't know. You want to be careful. If you're single, have as many threesomes as you want. But I, I, I mean, personally, it's just not. You gotta, to- you gotta have that shit locked down if you're gonna do it. I know, I know. There's like two couples that have reached out to me on Instagram that said that they've had threesomes and it's made their or like more. Like they do like orgies. They do like big ass things. They say it made their relationship stronger. But you know, I, I listened to a TikTok or whatever it was the other day about how 
monogamy is phasing out and that this generation really wants to be more open love, you know, and not monotonous or whatever. And I don't know, like I'm really a one woman type of man, one woman, one man. What am I trying to say? I, I couldn't share my, my husband. I just couldn't. I would feel weird if I saw him having sex with someone else. I would not like it. I would, I would, I wouldn't wouldn't do well with that. No. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, okay. I'm giving an alternative perspective on threesomes. I've had successful ones with my husband and a friend. So this is another follower. Saying that she's had good ones. Okay. She's had good ones. Um, Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, to each his own. I feel like you have to, yeah, be up, right? Like that it's, would not be mine. That would not be. No, no. it's not mine either. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, you're opening Pandora's box when you, when you, when you bring other people into your bed. Yeah. Cause I see Kev. I don't think Kev would ever be into that. With yeah. me. Like, if I went to him and said, <laughs> I'll just go upstairs and ask him later. Like, hey, you want to have a threesome with someone? He would be like, no. Um, I don't think <laughs> I'd be into it. But I don't think if we did, I feel like if it was something that I brought on, like if I wanted to hook up with a, a girl. Yeah. I think he would go along with it, but I don't think he'd be into it. Well, like, you know. I have no desire that eat- literally. <laughs> I want to have sex with a girl in front of you. I don't know what he'd say. I wish I could pull him in right now and ask him on camera. Go ask him. Go text him. He will fucking die. He won't answer on, on this because I he know I, I've seen him enough on your stories. I know him. <laughs> I've seen him enough on his stories. He won't answer. He's like, you would have to text him. He is not an impulsive human, right? Like, which I love about him because I am impulsive. Uh, he'll net, he's a heavy thinker. Heavy, yeah. very deep thinker. Text him. Does so, he have his phone right now? Yeah, he probably. He's probably. You know, I I, I bought him fucking this Xbox <laughs> series, whatever, for Christmas, and he's obsessed with this Xbox. Hence, why I was like, you need to have sex with me in this closet because the Xbox is getting more love than I am. Yeah, no shit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna text him right now. Would you have a threesome with me? Would Let's you have a threesome with me with another woman? Yeah. With or a- just be down to watch. <laughs> like, well, I can't wait to hear what his answer is. Oh, geez. There we go. Oh, look. Oh. I'm on his. I'm on. <laughs> so funny. Would you have a threesome with me with another woman? Let's see what he says. He's probably like, what the fucking shit? And then I have to tell him <laughs> this. So our children, our nine year old, he says, no, that's a hard no. He said it. Hard no. Just no. Okay. I do this. Yeah. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if he said yes? Uh, that would be weird. Honestly, like we we have a good. I've told you this. Like we have a yeah. Good, you have a good sex life. Yeah. If he's if he's ever feeling like inadequate in that, I mean, I would be like, you know, go let's let's talk about this because honestly, like, sex is vital in marriage in a relationship. And 
I don't know, like I'm not going to knock people that invite others into their section, you know, into their bed with their husbands or significant others. Like, I just feel like it's not me. It's not something I would do. No. Have I done them before? Yes. No. Um, but it's not something that I would welcome into my marriage just because I feel like our sex life is sacred and we enjoy each other and it should be between you, him and I. Um, but threesomes are fun. If yeah. you are open for that, I am not open for that. I could see it being fun to flirt with someone, but not do it. Like I see that being more fun. Like if My you're husband, out, you're drunk, then yeah. that's fun. I don't know. Then like, that's if, fun. If, if like, there's plenty of, I have friends that like their husbands are like, Hey, like I, let's find a girl and we'll both tag, to, you know, let's have a three. I don't know if Keith was like, I don't know. I would feel, I would feel like I'm, am I not enough? You know? Yeah, no, I wouldn't like that if they, if that idea was put in my head, but if you guys were out and like drinking and some yeah, chick started flirting with you or some guy started flirting with you. I mean, he is a very confident, going back to confidence. He's a very confident person. Like he, and confident in our relationship. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. It's weird. I mean, listen, it's for me. I wouldn't do it. Others, good for you. Good for fucking yeah, no, you. I have no desire. That literally, I don't even have desire to right now have sex with him. So it's fine. <laughs> um, I have no nothing right now in this. In this overstimulation, being touched every day, all day. We have little ones. And he's sexy as fuck. So that's the problem. But he will come up to me. He'll do this. So he likes to <laughs> recently his new thing. First of all, I we need more podcasts. <laughs> I know. I need to get him. With Kev Bird and us. <laughs> we should. You know, they would I'm, be awful. You know they'd be awful. Because Kev and Kev no, and Bird are probably would be the same where they'd be super serious and <laughs> And you and I would be like, and this is why when people say <laughs> opposites attract, it's the fucking truth. Yeah. You cannot, and, and like, listen, I've dated men that are very like life, the party gregarious. It doesn't work. Like no. I'm better off with someone that's a wallflower. Keith is great. He's quiet, uh, intellectual, but like lets me be who I am. But yeah, he would be pretty boring on a podcast. Well, so that's why I haven't done the coffee chats with Kevin in a while. He's not boring per se. He's so. Yeah. Like it's like, it's very like. He's yeah. so dry. He's not dry. He's just like, so question answer. Yeah. That's it. And I'm like, okay, fucking. Well, I mean, men in general man. really have a gray area. They're very black and white. That's what he is. And I'm like, come on, like, let's go, man. I don't think in, I don't think necessarily in gray. I think in like rainbows, but. Come yes. on, man. Like, let's, let's go. Let's I love fuck, it. Let's spice this shit up, dude. But, uh, all right, let's look at a few of these. All right. I know. Cause you know, I only had four or five people submit. I get it. Like people are a little weirded out by, uh, you're going to have to prime your, you're going to have to prime yes. your audience for this. Let's see. When did I do these? You're a while ago. Sex confessions. Sex confessions. Let's see. Sex confessions are fun because I look forward to when you do them because they're the, the submissions you get are outlandish. They're always wild. And sometimes I feel like people, I told you, I think some people are like, I don't like them. The last time we had our chat, people yeah. are like, 
that didn't happen this time. I think I told them like, don't just fucking skip past. But sometimes I always try on the days that I do it. I don't show my kids. I just try my hardest. Like nothing is going to involve my kids on that because I do not want any intermingling of sex talk with my kids. So I'm like, okay, that's going to just be side point. But I try my hardest. And I, I think some people like, because I am a mom account, they're like, wait, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because I'm not just a mom account. I'm not here for like showcasing my kids. I'm just Mary. I'm a Mary account who also is happens to be a mom. So this is just something that I enjoy. And let, let me just explain this. Whoever's listening, you are not just a mom. No. There, the person you were before your children is still there. You are not just a mother. Being a mother is amazing. And yes, it's very important but nourish the person you that still lives inside of you that is not the mom. I I have a big part of me that's not mm-hmm. mom Katie, and there's a big part of you that's not mom Mary. Like it's, no, it's important. No. Like because mothers are put on this pedestal as like we can't talk about sex and we can't talk about these, and you're just a mom. No, fuck that shit. Like listen, I want to talk about stuff that's not children or. or kid related, or I want to go and, you know, have a few drinks with my husband without my children or go have a night away with girlfriends and be shit face. Like you're allowed to do those things. (laughs) Being a mother doesn't mean you have to stop your life. No, first one, it's like, no sex confession. I just realized how vanilla I am reading all these. Uh, (laughs) Vanilla is still fun. Fine. When I was breastfeeding, my husband took a handful while I was on top and squirted it in his face. <laughs> that is That's amazing. Right. Kev, Kev has never done that. We have no interest. I don't even want him to touch my boobs. That's the difference. Like I, again, touched out. Like I don't want any, just get in, get out, man. Let's go. Yep. Um, let's see. I have to like uh, translate these emojis. Gave a hand job to my crush. No bigger than your thumb. Oh, that was a big theme on the last pot uh, on the last sex confessions. Micro micro penises. Really? Yes. A lot of people encountered micro penises. Have you ever encountered uh, a micro penis? Uh, yes, I have. But what's a micro penis though? Like so, what's there's actually a technical, like a scientific medical term. Yes. Being medical, and you know, I've done plenty of ultrasounds on <laughs> Um there are people that literally do have micro penises. Uh, they look like little baby thumbs. They, they really do. Yeah. But what's that? I have to, we have to go into all this, but like, what's that? A from? lot of these men, um, I think they have like erectile dysfunction. So they really okay. can't like get erect, like fully erect. But I've experienced one in my life and uh, it was weird. Very Can they weird. grow? Like what happens if they get erect? Not, no, I don't know. It's weird. No. Like this guy was like six, four. And I was like, oh man, this guy's going to hurt me. And then it was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Micropenis. I heard that about some guy that like, I don't want to mention names. I won't mention specifics. Don't mention keep names. Guy. <laughs> this guy was so attractive. We knew him from college. He was so attractive. Like, Yep. So fucking cute. Like so cute. Oh my gosh. I can still picture his face. He was so cute. And one of my friends ended up hooking up with him 
And she reported back. She said he, and he, same thing. He was like six foot four, but built like built, but not in like an obnoxious way. Like he was like, you could tell that he came from like farmland. Like you could tell he was lifting some stuff. Nothing. She said. What a travesty, honestly. I was like, what? (laughs) But like, it wasn't like nothing as in like just small. Like it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. And I was like, what the fuck? I've never encountered that. I've encountered a wiener that I did not like, <laughs> but I've never encountered that. You know, wieners in general are pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, there was a guy I dated in in college who I swear. Oh, my so-and-so has like, my my boyfriend my, has the most beautiful penis. And I'm like, I've never actually seen a beautiful penis before. Like, what is a beautiful penis? I think they exist. Like, but I I've never idolized penises. So, like, what is I've it? never either. They all scare me, to be honest. Like, when Kev comes out of the bathroom while he's getting ready for bed naked, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, he <laughs> puts pants on. But you know what was funny? Actually, this is the funny story. Cassidy, the other day, we were talking, she brought up the word penis for some reason. She said, Spencer, she's all been penises lately. She's finally figuring out anatomy. And she said, yep. Spencer is a penis. I'm like, yes. Yeah. She said, Daddy has a penis. And I'm like, yes. She said, Pop Pop has a penis. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes. She yeah. goes through the list. And then she's like, Daddy has a brown penis. And I'm like, I stopped for a second. I'm like, who's, who is your daddy? Like, who? <laughs> what? I'm like, I don't think so, but let's go with it. Yeah. Or, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just had all my, my cousins here for the weekend and we were, we talked a lot about dicks and, um, you know, purple <laughs> yogurt slingers was like a big thing. What was a yogurt slinger? Mary purple headed yogurt slingers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry. I only heard the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're younger than me. So oh Lord. One of them, a few of them are still dating. So like for me, like I'm living vicariously through them. No. But then like being around them, like, you know, reminds me of my heyday where I'm like, you know what? I sold my wild oats. Like I, I'm good. I, really yeah. like, I, I did it all. I have no regrets. Yeah. I am very solid in my marriage because I did everything. You name it. I've done it. And there's no regrets. So it is what it is. But yeah, I still, I'd still much rather look at a naked female than a penis. That's just my personal opinion. Cause penises yeah. are weird. like you said, like sometimes I'm like, and I have two boys. I'm like, Oh God, one day you're going to be men. Gross. I know it's weird. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so weird. Oh, the oh, Mary. Oh, well, that's our, that's our future awaiting us. It Let's is. See. Dislocated my jaw giving head. Uh, oh. How long was that person giving head for? Jesus, Mary. Oh, that sounds awful. Uh, curious about swinging, but I'm scared because I'm married. Um, Don't do it, girlfriend. Unless unless you have a rock solid relationship. If it's, been, if it's been a minute since we've had sex, I cry like bawling my eyes out after I orgasm. You know, I've heard of this. I have heard too. So a lot of women have told me that, that they cry like a ton and it's an oxytocin release. It's gotta be oxytocin. It has to be. It's 
it has. I just, did you see my stories? I talked about this the other day with breastfeeding. Yeah. yeah. I literally think that there's got to be, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to realize that, but that's oxytocin at the same time. I haven't cried or anything, but oxytocin's fucking wild. Like, I don't think I realized it until. It's your body getting high off of hormones. Yeah. It's weird. Literally. Yeah. Like, there are women that like will breastfeed until their children are four or five. Yeah. That's not that's fucking ever happening here, but. Same. Yeah. Like there's gotta be some, like I didn't breastfeed long enough to ever experience what you're experiencing, but I'm sure that it's a hormonal shift that's happening. And it just, it's this joyful euphoric moment for you guys. But then on the opposite, there's people that have, it's called like DSMR or something like I think it's like D whatever it's a op- complete opposite where they feel like waves of depression and sadness and anger while they're breastfeeding. It's the, it's like the wildest things, how that shit happens. I, I would resonate more with that side of breastfeeding. Like for me, it was like traumatic. It was very hard. It, it yeah. Yeah. I don't doubt it. This shit's hard. Shit, all it's hard. hard. It's very hard. Cannot wait to be done. I'm hoping to be done. Although I have a feeling I'm not considering she's going gung ho. I want to go get my Botox next week or not on the. Get it. it. There's nothing that min. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an injection to the area. So it's a local injection. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Honestly, you look good. No, I don't. I mean, (laughs) my Botox is starting to wear off a little bit. I got to go. You look Fabulous. I want this. I live in Boca Raton, Florida. I know. I want this. You get stuff underneath your eyes, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I don't do filler. I do what's something called uh, Easy Gel PRF where they take my blood. She Uh takes my blood. She spins it. Then she puts it in a cooler. Then she Uh puts it in a heater. And it creates this gelatinous formation. That is, But it's my actual blood yeah interesting but i'm not opposed to filler like i had filler in my lips a few times i haven't done it in years i actually probably need need it dissolved and then refilled but you know i'm i'm looking into getting my breast implants redone and then looking into a tummy tuck like i feel like you have to do what makes you happy no and honestly i just feel run down like i i look at myself in this and i'm like oh my god i look so run down yeah (laughs) that's why i'm like "Uh, i'm ready to like that's where with like the whole baby talk of like having another baby i'm like i don't i i i I would love another baby in that i cannot imagine saying like hey i'm done but i'm so ready to not be this right now like i'm so ready to just like feel more awake yeah and like just figure this shit out. Cause I'm yeah. tired that. And I can't imagine having another baby considering I cannot fucking find time for myself right now. Like I'm trying to work out. I'm doing this whole like workout and challenge thing. You're doing like, I, I, that's amazing. Like seriously, it's amazing. Yeah. Except I haven't done it. Cause but, I have no fucking time to work out. Yeah. Even like 15 minutes. Like, I mean, there was some of those workouts. Like I, I did. No, they're they're mat. They're amazing. Their workouts that she has are incredible, but they're so short. And I, for some reason lately, I'm like, I don't even have that time because that time needs to go towards something else where I'm like, uh, rest. So, That's why yeah. we all have to give you. <laughs> I like, know my, I had a sick body before kids, but you know what? I, I gave my body to three children. Well, technically four, because, you know, I had that pregnancy in between. But yeah. My body has changed. Our bodies change after children. Yeah. 
And mm-hmm. the small few percentage of women that go back to what they did look like before children, like good for you, but uh, that's not the majority. Yeah. It really isn't. It really isn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm accepting. And I really, after Declan, I really start, was like struggled with body image, but now I'm like, you know, this is who I am. I'm a good person. My kids are loved. I'm loved. Uh, you know, it is what it skinny, fat, whatever. Are do you feel good about yourself? You look you look fabulous in clothes. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, who the fuck seeing me naked anyway? No. <laughs> and whoever and who is seeing me naked likes it. So who gives a yeah, shit? Exactly. Like uh I've never been denied from my husband. Yeah. I literally have been like, You wanna do me right now? He's like, I want to do you every day. I'm like, okay. Doesn't matter. Men, they're just physical humans. Like they just wanna put it put it in a hole, you know? Stick it right on in. Stick it right, <laughs> slip it right on. Give me that dick and slip it right in. <laughs> that should be that should be another conversation we have one day. Is like, what would you do with the dick for a day? We'll save that for another day. I'm going to write down a bunch of ideas. Please write them down because I already can tell you what I would do with my dick <laughs> if I had one. If I had a dick for a day, what would you do? Actually, what I'd would we, you need to ask followers? I think I have for, I think I have once a long time ago and some people were like, ew. And I'm like, no, but seriously, think about it. If all of a sudden you were granted a dick for a day, I should ask the alternative to guys. Cause I do have a few guys following me. Following me. I'm like, why are you following me? But okay. I do. I don't really, I don't have too many, but they, I have dads that follow me because of that. And like, I had one today that were so sweet and they're like, you do a really great job at doing content for both moms and dads. And they're like, I just want you to know that I appreciate that. And I was like, Oh, well, thank you. Cause that's, I hope so. Like, I hope I'm not just all mommy focused. Exactly. But like, I mean, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Know. It's my life. Like it's my life. Um, it's- but I have dads, like I have a stay at home dad, like stay at home dad accounts that follow me and stuff. And because of that, I've actually like started to try oh, and yeah. be better. When you did the say, uh, I love the podcast with him. Uh, yeah. His- he was great. He yeah. honestly like good friend. Like my, I know plenty of people that, uh, went men that are stay at home, stay at home dads, like their, their wives are the breadwinners, you know, good for them. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm going to try not to yawn. That way I don't make you tired. But anyway, we're going to wrap this up because you guys are <laughs> yeah. probably sick and tired of this hearing. But you're going to hear about more, more of Katie every month. Listen, Katie's corner is ready and willing. We have a lot of good shit coming your way, too, because we're going to talk. Katie, for one, is incredible, but we're going to talk. We're going to talk what we do for a dick with a dick for a day. But we're also going to talk like real shit like you heard today. Like. I think it's just it. Katie yeah. has experiences that I think she can dive into, and then yeah. we're just we're just gonna keep chatting, chit chatting like friends are, and that's exactly what I want you to feel when you're here. Is yeah, like you the open. biggest thing is like come here. There's no judgment ever. No. You're an incredible person, incredible mother, incredible wife, whatever you are, amazing. If you're listening, don't ever doubt yourself. And Mary and I are always here for you guys. Always. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank Woo-hoo. you for having me, Mary. You are amazing. Always. Always. always and always. good moms say bad words is the fucking truth. We're both wearing sweatshirts uh, from a, actually a local mom 
small business in my area. Uh, mine says over caffeinated and Mary says, good mom, say bad words. So bad thank words. you Cole, from Willow and Lily for uh, letting us support your, your merch. So that's pretty yeah, cool. I'll put, I'll put the link for that in uh, the podcast show notes. Cause she's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> She's oh, incredible. Yeah. Her stuff is so cute too. Okay. I just ordered something today that says uh, overstimulated mom's club. And I'm like, ha! purchase, give me that. Cause I that's have that. I have that. I'm getting that same thing too. Oh, see, look at that. <laughs> yeah. Look at Mary. The other day I texted her, I texted her a picture of it because I saw it on like my ads and I, it was yeah. the overstimulated mom's club. And I said, Hey, can you make this? And she was that I, I said, I'd rather buy it from you than yeah. from like this big shop that I was seeing. Yeah. She's like, Absolutely. So I think she told me that she was planning on working on it. I was like, yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Great. So you have, yeah. so yeah, it's basically well, thank my you, life. Mary. I am excited for uh, our future podcast. You are me too. the fresh air always. You're incredible. What you're doing is life-changing for so many women. And I'm just happy to know you. Amen. Thank you. Another episode down and way more to go. But thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support this podcast, I would love for you to subscribe. I'd love for you to share it with others and post about it on your own social media or leave a rating and review. I cannot tell you how helpful and how appreciated those things are for me. Of course, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me over on Instagram at The Very Merry Life, over on TikTok, The Very Merry Life. And even if you wanted to check out my monthly newsletter, you can do so by subscribing over at TheVeryMerryLife.com. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned for more honest, raw, real chit-chat. I have some amazing moms lined up coming on, and shit's going to get fun. So buckle up, buttercup. It's going to be good.